Welcome to Nintendo Main episode 13. Uh, this is good. This is our uh, Fire Emblem cast. We have a guest today, and well, we have our our two hosts, myself, Trey Johnson, and hey, what's up? It's me, Jeremy Mikowski, and uh, we have a guest today. Uh, this is Colin Detmar. Nice to meet you. And, uh, he's here to talk about Fire Emblem with us. He's a big fan. I know him. A good friend of mine. Um, also, he has his own podcast, which uh, Colin, do you want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I run a little website called Scanline Media. We do uh, scanlinemedia.com. We do video games criticism and, and stuff like that. And we have our own podcast called Scanline Presents, if you want to check that out. Definitely. Um, how uh, how many of the uh, Fire Emblem games have you played? Just out of curiosity. Just I have played everyone that came out in the United States. Oh, cool. So. I've uh, I've played all of them except for the Wii one. Like I never got a hold of that one. The Radiant Dawn. Right. It's hard as shit. Yeah, I mean they're all they're all pretty hard, but I, I yeah. mean I have I haven't finished any of them. Mm. I've just uh, I, I've I've enjoyed them, but I've never beaten any of them. Most mm. of them, like I got really I got really close to beating the GameCube one, but then when I got to the end, I realized that I had one of the characters needed to be like more leveled up than they actually were. Mm-hmm. So I had to like start it over again. So I didn't really get back that far. But that was well, the farthest I got on it. Depending on what edition of this game you've picked up, I could see that being a problem once again. Oh, sure. Are you are you a birthright or a conquest man? I don't know. I mean, I haven't gotten I haven't gotten either of them yet. Actually, I'm kind of waiting mm-hmm. on it. Uh, well, I was uh, one question I had. I mean, you have the game, right? Yes, I do. I read online somewhere that if you got the digital version, that you got the choice that you're able to choose one thing or another, and then it'll lock into that version. You mm-hmm. know how that works? Like, does that work for each one, or is it only for uh, uh, Revelations that does that? Um, I think basically the way it works is when you get to the choice, um, I'd like, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing on a cart version, but, um, my understanding is when you get to the choice, like it'll pop up and, you know, like you mouse over the two choices that you have. It doesn't even show revelation until you get the revelation DLC. Um, you'll mouse over the two choices and it'll say like, this one's conquest, this one's birthright. And then when you select one, it says, are you sure? Once you choose, you're going to have to get the other as DLC if you want to check it out. Sure. But what I'm what I'm wondering is, is is like say I bought like Conquest and then like halfway through the the game or whenever you get to that I decide that I want to like side with Hoshido. Mm-hmm. Am I able to do that still? Uh, it's uh, if you like I have Birthright here, and when I went over moused over Conquest on my on my first playthrough, which I I haven't completed yet, I'm pretty close to the end, and I went and checked out uh, Conquest before this so I could talk about it. Sure. Um, when I moused over Conquest at that point, like it didn't even have the logo. It just said this DLC is not present, basically. Oh, okay, I see. So, like, so you have to kind of like buy all three of them to get that choice. Um, yeah, like the choice exists, but like, but you can't make it, which is weird. Like the option is there, but you it won't let you click on it. Sure, because I've seen I've seen pictures online of people like showing like I guess the ones that got the uh, full art version or whatever mm-hmm. with the like the three choices where it has like. Um, you know, hide, uh, join nor or, or side with Hoshido or or the third one or do or do neither. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't, I wasn't sure how that worked because I looked online like for the eShop versions, and it still says like Conquest or Birthright. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's it kind of sucks that you have to like decide what you're gonna do about this. You know, these people that you know nothing about, like before you've even played the game. You know. It'd be more yeah. fun that you could kind of play it a little bit and be like, oh well, you know, that one guy said that one thing to me, so. Fuck him. We'll we'll join the other side. You know. So yeah, just, and it's decided outright. It's unfortunate, especially I think, because I feel like they do a 
pretty bad job of selling you on the conquest side. Oh, really? Like, yeah, because they're maybe, like dicks, right? Yeah, they're like the the king is like the, the classic like fire emblem villain, and it's like sure. you could do an interesting approach where it's like, well, I'm gonna try and change them from within, right? And it yeah. kind of tries to go that road, but it just doesn't sell it. The the story side of, of of the game is it seems like they're trying to be more ambitious and it just shows that they don't have the chops to pull it off, frankly. Oh really? It's kind always, of it's uh, kind always, of a bummer. Yeah, I always thought that was like one of the strong sides of those games was the uh, was the story and character development and all that. Like that was the I think, what I, what I, like I think the definitely the the character development is still pretty strong, but like the like the overarching plot and like the motivations of why people are doing things seems kind of weak to me oh, in sure. this. Well, so. yeah, I, I haven't I haven't played it yet, like I said, and I don't think you 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 don't have it yet, Jeremy, either, right? No, I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, okay, are you and you're planning you're planning on waiting till like oh after you play through Awakening, right, or till you get the new 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 3ds. With the the Pokemon one or whatever that comes out this this week, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to buy it eventually. I want to play Awakening, which Colin so kindly lent me. Actually, he lent me his own copy of it, so I'm going to okay. play through that. Uh, right now, I'm playing through both of the Super, the uh, Game Boy Advance versions on Wii U Virtual Console. Sure, and I'm uh, just a little ways into each of them. I've sort of been bouncing back and forth, but yeah, they they're compelling enough that I'd like to try. The newest one, I I like really loved that first one when it came out the uh, the Fire Emblem Game Boy Advance one. Mm-hmm. So uh, so so you played a little bit of Awakening then, right, Jeremy? Yeah, I've played uh, a little bit of the beginning part of it. Mostly, I what I remember is the demo because I played through that a couple of times on the 3ds. Oh sure, I played Awakening like I ha- I got that like last year I think, and I've still been kind of working through it. I think I just got to the point where they started having kids, which is probably like halfway through the game, maybe. I don't know. I mean, you beat all of it, right, Colin? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've beaten... Uh, I guess the, I haven't beaten the console ones. I've beaten all the handheld ones so far. Um, okay. Yeah, I sorry. You mentioned the kids, and I sighed because their solution for this the kid thing in Fates is even more ridiculous. I... Like, I... In, you know, in Awakening, when you got the kids, like, there's like, oh, but they're, you know, there's all this time travel going on. So they traveled from the future as well, and they're here to help, and they're grown up, right? Yeah, but but they don't do that in the in the new one. Oh, they do, but not exactly the same way. It's really, like, I they explained how this was going to work, and I shut my DS and set it down on the table, and just, like, I have to walk away. I have to take a minute, because it was so stupid. Oh, sure. Well, you know, we can, like, we could... I mean, is it like super spoilery? I mean, no, I, no. I, I mean, it's it's sort of like they're trying to brush. Like the explanation is just sort of like this: we want to do this, so here's the explanation. Stop asking questions, right? Sure. It's not not really. They shove them into another dimension where it ages faster. It's oh, like, oh no, we just nice. stuck your kid in a in an aging dimension, and now they're ready to go. It's, it's just like, like a, oh. it's like Pokemon daycare, right? You just you just put them in yeah. there, and then they, uh, you know, they they level up on their own, and you decide what moves they're going to have, and that you know. Totally, Which totally. Which I never did because I wanted full control over it, but you know, just you know, don't yeah. put too. So you're just gonna in. skip. Uh, you're just gonna skip like parenthood entirely. I mean, you know, well, nobody the nobody part. wants to deal with like crying babies, like really, you know. Yeah, and who wants to like throw just, the football around <laughs> in the front yard? You just put you them just in the dimension. They come back and they're like twenty, and you have like no, 
you know, no influence on them whatsoever, I guess, in their formative years. <laughs> like, hopefully and then they, they could have kids and perfect. Yeah, hopefully they figured out something while they're in this growing dimension about, like, life. And <laughs> yeah, what life. about like, grandparents <laughs> spoiling their grandchildren? Like, you don't even know. Yeah, it's, it's, not, like it's not great. Well, I guess they have to go into the dimension also probably where the kids are growing up and go in there and give them presents and stuff. If you want to, if you want the grandparents want to spoil them, right? That's right, probably how it's like yeah. interdimensional gifts. Care packages. Sure. That's where they, that's where they have like Christmas and stuff is in that, in that world. But you can't do it for too long because you'll get too old if you stay there for too long. All right. Cause everybody's aging is, is like advanced probably while they're in there. I don't know if it's like time flows faster there or if it's accelerated aging or like the game really, really sort of like kicks it under the rug, right? Really don't pay too much attention to this. Sure. Uh, I mean, they just wanted was, to have. Kids grow up without parents and then they come back. And, and they just have like in real, time, in real time aging in the other dimension and they come back. Less time has passed here. And they're like all angry and they're all on the, uh, on the north side or whatever the bad side <laughs> is for that. Because their parents neglected them in the in the aging dimension. Oh man, is that what happens when you're a teenager in Fire Emblem? Is you side with Nor because you're all angsty? I guess. I, I mean, think so. Yeah, I mean, you spend most of your life like with no parents, and that that probably sucks. Yeah. Whatever you know, whatever teaches them while they're there, or and they're in that you know aging pocket. So many questions. Have you? Uh, I was going to ask because uh, I, I made like some notes of like just. The um, you know, like a lot of the Japanese Fire Emblem stuff. Have you ever gotten into any of those? Like, have you played them on like ROMs or emulators or anything like that? Uh, I played a little of um, I want to say uh, Reckon no Ken. I think maybe I don't know. I played a little well, bit of the, the. That's the Game Boy one, right? The Fire. Okay, Emblem not the other one. Emblem. Uh, not that one. Then I played the one that the Fire Emblem Game Boy one is a prequel to. The one that Roy's in, I think. Um. Oh, okay. That's uh. I made. I went through and just looked at them just to make notes. Uh, okay. Uh, I forget which one. Roy. I think Roy was in one of the. Um, yeah, he's he's in the Binding Blade, which was originally yeah. going to be a '64 game, believe it or not. Like a lot of the huh. stuff from what they developed from that, like ended up in that game. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah I played a little bit of that back in the day on on an emulator, and I I ended up kind of. I, I found out how much I cared about being able to read the dialogue, so I stopped. So oh, you tried to play it. You tried to play it in straight up Japanese. Yeah, that yeah, that would be really yeah. really difficult for a Fire Emblem game. It was, it was, and it was ultimately I couldn't do it. So when I was, uh, I think me and Jeremy were still hanging out then, or we had just started hanging out. But I remember uh, there was a comic store we used to go to in Bloomington called Acme Comics, and. I remember one of the guys, one of the owners there, like he got an imported copy of Majora's Mask, like when it came out, like mm. all Japanese. And I was like, that, "Are you going to be able to play that?" And he's like, "You know, it's it's going to be easy. You know, I'll be able to find the the regular things." And that ended up being like the most complex Zelda game there was out of all of them. I thought that was pretty funny and the best one. But you know, yeah, well, you I definitely mean, need to be able. No, to I like I like Majora's too. I mean, it's like my favorite as well. But I just thought it's funny that he's like, "Oh no, you can just find, you'll just find the key and go to the next thing." And it's like, and it ended up being. Yeah based on all these relationships and and conversations and whatnot, which you could no way get through at all, like if you no. don't speak Japanese. You know. No, that'd be impossible. I mean I the only I think the only Japanese game I ever really played through was uh I played uh Pokemon Silver back in the day in Japanese, uh as oh, cool. a ROM before it came out in America. And in that game they added like like cell phone stuff, like 
trainers you battled would, you know, would take your number and then call you later. Oh. <laughs> and I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't know that was what was happening because I couldn't read any of the text. So I'd just be walking around and then there'd be this beeping noise and then just a ton of dialogue boxes. And I was just like, what is <laughs> happening? Yeah. That's funny. Freaked me out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I played, uh, I remember playing like the very first one, like uh, there was like a, a, a fan translation version of like Shadow Dragons, like the NES one. I played mm-hmm. a little bit of that on, uh, I think it was on like a Nintendo emulator disc that I had. So that's about mm-hmm. all that I played of the original stuff. But there was quite, there was quite was a few of them. Was that on that Dreamcast? Yeah, that was on that Dreamcast disc that we had, the the Fire Emblem. That disc was sweet. The uh, I think I think all of the yeah there were like two there were two NES games and I think both of them were on there like with fans translations and like uh, Japanese ones so I did play I played the very first one like the one with Marth a little bit you know it's pretty it's pretty rough like uh, from what I from, from what I read online like um, you know like they don't have the rock paper scissors thing like with the weapons and and like most of most of the units like can't can't upgrade or like can't like you know become a different class. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, there's like no promotions and, um, there's not, you know, I don't think that, I don't think permadeath was even in that one in the very first one. I think that didn't come around until the second one, but, um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough, but, uh, supposedly that was like the first game that was like that. Like the first game that was like a turn-based, uh, tactical RPG that I, that I know of, you know, I don't know. I don't know how early the Shining Force games is for Genesis were, but I don't think there were any Master System versions of those. Do you know? Have you played any of those? They're like kind of like Fire Emblem, pretty much. I know them. I don't know how early. Yeah, and the other thing I'm thinking of is like uh, Might and Magic um, on the PC. I wonder how early that was. But I oh yeah, I, I played I played that idea. game. That was uh, yeah, I had that I had that game. But that, I think that was mid '90s, and I think this was the first one was '90 in Japan. So okay, okay. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, mean, I, I believe that was the first. Yeah, but. I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, Nintendo does everything first and all that, but. I think they might have for this one, you know. I mean, that's yeah. I was saying. What I've read around is like that. This is probably like the first game that was like that, you know, like to that mm-hmm. certain way. So it's pretty rad, you know, for sure. And I know we mentioned we mentioned in the uh, Super Mario RPG cast that we did that um, in a, Intelligent Systems like they originally started as a company that was uh, they they were originally hired to uh, port like Famicom discs Famicom discs to uh, cartridges for like the US based stuff. It was interesting before they did like Fire Emblem and all that. Like as a company, that was what they first did for Nintendo. Which is pretty cool. So, are you wanting a new Advance Wars as bad as some people I know? Uh, I mean, what, <laughs> the I mean, here's my thing with I like I liked Advance Wars. Like I I bought that one first. That was like my first I guess uh, turn based strategy experience was uh was Advance Wars, mm-hmm. and I and I liked I like Fire Emblem like a lot lot more. Than I did Advance Wars, just because there wasn't much story in it, and the characters were didn't really have much behind them. And I didn't, and I don't like that you have to build. I'm, I'm not really into the games where you have to like build your build your army like in the level, you know. That's fair because it can get there. There's some there's some stuff later on in the game that can be a little unfair for that, you know. Yeah, totally. If, they, if they're killing you too quick and you're not producing enough units, you kind of just get stuck in like we can't do anything, you know. And I do like the game. I just I just preferred Fire Emblem more because the uh, you know each unit was its own individual and had its own backstory, and you cared like whenever it was killed and all that. But it would, but uh, yeah, of course. I mean, I'd, I'd like I like more games of uh, any of the Nintendo franchises. So sure, yeah, there should be a uh, Wii U Wars or 3DS Wars or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. if they want to do that. 
Even though I think they've just stuck with the Advance Wars name now. Yeah. Because I know, like, yeah, there's, like, Famicom Wars and, like, Game Boy Wars and all that in Japan. I, did, they do, did they do DS Wars? Was that what they called the, the, um, the DS ones? It was called Advance Wars Strike. Strike. Yeah. Well, that in the United States, <laughs> right. Was it that in Japan as well? Oh, I don't know. I don't know if no, it was. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. Like, if they kept doing that or if they just stopped. Because, yeah, as far as, like, you, the U.S., it stayed advanced. But then there was, like, the Battalion Wars game on uh, the GameCube and Wii one. So they mm-hmm. kind of changed that up also. It looks like they called it uh, Famicom Wars DS, which is even more oh, yeah. confusing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like the Super Mario Advance, uh, Game Boy Advance games, you know, where it's like yeah. Super Mario Advance 5, Super Mario World 3, or, or Super Mario 3. I think it was, was it like 4 or 5? Or yeah, something? Super Mario Advance World, yeah, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3. Yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty confusing. Yeah. Um, I know, like, uh, do you, I mean, you played the DS one, right? The, the Yeah, um, I played, I played both of those. Yeah, oh, that was oh the sorry Fire Emblem yes Fire Emblem yeah because that was the uh, that was a remake I was going back to the to the subject that was a remake of the first one with mm-hmm. uh, with Marth which I didn't I didn't make all make it all the way through that one also no, I only played I, for, I only played it for a little bit I ended up getting it like cheap from a closing blockbuster a few years ago I, I kind of hated Shadow Dragon honestly yeah I wasn't really into the uh, animations of the guys I thought the guys looked weird yeah because I like I really love the uh, the um, like the sprite animation from the uh, Game Boy ones. Mm-hmm. But that one, they looked, I don't know, they looked strange. Like it didn't, yeah. What was what was it that you didn't like about it? Was it the story or just like the, how yeah. primitive it was since it was like a remake of the first one? Basically. I mean, it's just like, you know, you play you play the old, like if you were to, if they had just re-released the original one, then it would be like you can take it kind of in the context of like this is an old game. But like, they updated so many things, but the writing was still so bad that it's just sort of like, ah, I don't know. This this just doesn't feel right to me. So sure. Well, they should uh, they should do a, a remake of the. Um, there was a Super Nintendo one. The uh, Mystery of the Emblem was like a remake of the first one and a sequel. And I think there's a DS one that's a sequel of that. That's like a remake of that also. Mm-hmm. That didn't come out here. They should try doing one of those. I guess it'd be nice to see some of these, you know, translated and put on virtual console and all that, but for sure, you know, I mean, everybody's still waiting on mother on like mother three and that's, you know, that's yeah. that. I mean, it's just, it's just seems like a pipe dream for all that, for all that stuff to be on there, but it would be cool. Well, I did see a, a headline from Nintendo that says that, um, fire emblem fates is the best, like is the best opening week they've ever had for a fire emblem game. So that's encouraging. Yeah. yeah it seems like a lot of people were really into it. And like, uh, this, this, uh, Nintendo group that I'm on on Facebook, like it seemed like almost you know a good percentage of them bought it when it came out, you know. So mm-hmm. it seemed to be a lot of a lot of stuff behind it, and it's well, I mean, granted they don't have a lot game a lot of games out right now, but still, like it seemed like a lot of people were behind it, and I never and I never you know I didn't think like anybody nobody had really even heard of Fire Emblem like ten years ago, you know. So it's it's kind of gotten uh, gotten a following, you know, which is yeah. good. And there's supposed to be a Nintendo Direct uh, in two days i think as well right yeah there is a nintendo direct yeah we, we didn't uh we haven't Pokemon talked direct. about we haven't sorry talked about, yeah, sorry i'm jumping all around any, on your schedule my bad yeah no that's fine we just uh, i mean i like i said we haven't really done a guest thing so we were just mm-hmm. i just kind of went right into it but yeah normally we do like news and stuff at the beginning but we didn't we didn't really do that but uh, yeah the, yeah there's a pokemon direct on friday right like friday morning 
Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think, uh, but I guess, I mean, the Pokemon comes out that night, too, I think. Or that day, right? Is, isn't, the, isn't the remake of Pokemon coming out on the 26th? Am I correct? Yeah, it is. Which so I don't know remake? What. I'm all confused now. It's a it's well, a it's a, a vir- it's not a remake. It's a it's a virtual console. Oh, the the red and blue and yellow, right? Yeah, it's a re-release. Okay. I, did I say remake? I meant, I meant re-release. Okay, okay. But um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're gonna maybe they're just gonna talk about like the twenty years, or maybe I watched some like there's like some video going around for some on, online from some kid that claims that he got like uh, contacted by a Nintendo member, telling him all of the uh, releases for Nintendo like this year. Was it his and, uncle, perhaps? I don't know. <laughs> it, it's probably stupid, but I found it on that same like group, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that there's this secret Pokemon game called Pokemon Rainbow that's coming out. That mm-hmm. I guess will have all of the colors, have all of the colors in it. So let's see if that if that see if that fucker was like actually right, you know. <laughs> we'll we'll I mean, find out on Friday. That's like, oh yeah, Pokemon Rainbow. It's our next one. We're doing it. It's got everything in it, you know, right from the start. So I mean, we are due for like a, a yellow equivalent for this series, right? Sure, but there wasn't really a, a yellow equivalent for X and Y, so that's true. There, there wasn't one for X and Y, and there wasn't one for black and white either. So they haven't done that for a while. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they're pushing that aside. But have we'll they see. said anything about a uh, Pokemon Bank being like part of this re or this re release? Yeah. Yeah, there is or, no. Uh, yeah, there's definitely no. No, as far as I know, as far as what's been said. There's no, yeah. There's, there's not going to be any way of you taking the, the Pokemon out of the game to use in Pokemon Bank, but hopefully they do do that, and that's what they announce. I mean, everybody's kind of hoping for that, but nobody said anything about it. Like Nintendo hasn't said anything about it, because I think there's still some Pokemon that you can't use that were in that original game that aren't that aren't in any of the recent stuff, and there's no way to transfer from from that first generation to this generation. So, I think there's, I think there's technically a way, and it's just a. A massive nightmare. Like, I think technically you can get some of those and trade them from red, blue, yellow to, um, to I think gold and silver, and then you can get them into ruby and sapphire, and then you can get them into like the, the safari zone thing. You remember that? Sure. Um, so I think you can technically get it through that way, but it's such a, it's such a nightmare that I, I can't imagine anyone sane actually does it, so. Sure. From what I from what I read, I haven't tried to do it. From what I saw online, the only way you can bring them over that there's from what I saw was that there's no way to trade them from the uh, Game Boy, like uh, gold and silver, red and blue to ruby and sapphire is what I read. That that's I that see, that's I like see. the break. That's okay. the break between them. So like anything that was on Game Boy Advance could be could be traded through DS into 3DS, but um. But yeah, you can't do it. You can't do it from there. So that's what I read. I, I haven't tried it myself, and maybe somebody's found a way to do it. But from what I know, I trust the poker fanatics know to, to know better than I. So <laughs> that's what I've seen. Because I always wondered. Because like the original game, like I had like I had like a hundred and thirty some Pokemon. Like I had most of them, and I'm always like, you know, I wish I could find some way to transfer them. And I, from what I read, I didn't see anything. But. Mm-hmm. You know, because that very that very first game, I like played the shit out of. I actually convinced people to get copies of it so I could trade Pokemon with them and get all the starters and all that. Yeah, so, yeah. so that was the one I put the most into. But uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's some cool stuff. I mean, maybe they'll talk more about the Pokken tournament. I I suspect they'll Pokken tournament. Maybe they'll announce like a, another character or something, right? But 
I think that game actually actually looks kind of cool, like from what I've seen of it. Like I watched just some videos online of people playing it, and it looks interesting. I don't know. Yeah, there's some yeah. cool stuff in there, and I uh, yeah. there's been some hints I think that they're going to actually like Shadow Mewtwo, which is like the the sort of like the boss character in that. Sure. There have been some hints that they're going to try and work that into some actually official Pokemon games, so that's cool. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I saw the yeah like the intro has like dark has the dark uh, Mewtwo in there and all that, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks it looks cool. Like from what I've seen, but I'm just afraid. It looks it looks like there's not I don't know how many characters there are but it looks like there's not a lot of them. Like it's I feel like there should be I don't know. Maybe they want to do some DLC thing or something, but but I feel Most likely. Like, seems a little limited. I don't know. Yeah, it looks like it's uh, 16 characters right now, which I don't know. I uh Yeah, that's small I play. for like 600 some creatures for Pokémon, you know. I mean not that there should be that many people in there, but mm-hmm. should at least yeah, be like yeah. It's the uh it's the Tekken team making it and I don't know I'm I'm a bit of a, a fighting game nut myself and part of the problem with like if they care about this game being balanced like every character you add is an exponential uh raise in difficulty of balancing the game right because oh, the sure. way all the characters interact and stuff so Yeah. I don't know maybe it's that or maybe they just want to save some stuff for DLC I don't know. Sure. Well, I'm sure that uh was it um Smash Brothers probably deals with that with like every time because I know they balance their stuff out a lot and there seems mm-hmm. like there'll be different people that are stronger at different times. But I mean, I was hoping they'd want to follow that also because they've they've been really cool with all their DLC and extra characters and all that. Which yeah, I just yeah. uh, what was it like two weeks ago? I had like a Smash Brothers party and bought the uh, bought like all the new guys just to try them out. Like I did some of the Bayonetta and Corn stuff, and it plays really well. Yeah, I really wish I had more people to play against because I like some of the newer characters I've really enjoyed. I think Cloud is plays really enjoyably, so I wish I had oh, yeah, more. Cloud's great. People to play against. Well, like I just, I just like invited like you know three or four people over just to just to play, you know, just kind of did it like that. Yeah, but, that's a good way to do it. But uh, yeah, just to try them out. But it was cool. So is there a is there any other news other than that? I uh, I I don't know if you guys. Do you do you have a do you have a Wii U, Colin? I do, yeah. You do? Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, I just reserved the um, I reserved the Twilight Princess HD like a couple days ago, just to make sure in case there was some sort of weird thing about getting the amiibo. But mm-hmm. that's that comes out the week after the week after the Pokemon Pokemon re release does. So yeah, we're, anyway. we're getting to it. You're buying the the version the physical version with the amiibo. Yeah, the one with the wolf with the wolf amiibo. Very nice. Yeah. Are you, I guess are you it playing? works with Mario. I didn't see that. Oh, sure. It should. Have it you, does. Um, are you planning on getting uh, Twilight Princess, or are you holding off on that one? I think I'll probably get it pretty soon, because, I don't know, now that I know the Tears of Light quests are made a little less shitty, I think I kind of want to play it. Yeah, they're supposed to make it like kind of more... A lot of things are quicker, I guess, and it, I know it's easier to switch between like the Wolf and Link, also. So, I don't know if I'll play with motion controls since uh, it would be nice to play the flipped version since I played the GameCube version before. There's, a, from what I've seen, there isn't motion controls in it. The uh, flipped version oh, yeah. is like is like the hard mode, so you could play that oh, mode okay. if you wanted to. That's like hero mode, so like the you know higher damage and like no hearts in the levels and all that. So. And it's flipped. 
And it's flipped, yeah. And it's and it's like another interesting thing. It's like when you aim, it's like third person instead of, uh, I guess the GameCube one was first person. Well, I only played the Wii one, so so I'm the other way around. I'm ex- I'm excited to play it flipped to play it the way it originally was. I'm excited to play it working. My uh, maybe it's just my Wii or my setup, or I don't know. But I tried playing that game, and the the controls were just untenable. The Twilight so. Princess. Uh huh. I mean, not, you know, not, Skyward Sword was way worse for that, but. Oh sure, I was like, I was like, is that Skyward Sword? Is this when you just shook? You know, it's sure. But it was any time I had to aim, just the control would freak out. So oh sure, depending on like there, some of those balance or some of the um, some of the uh, sensor bars would be weird. Like if you were, you know, depending on how far they far away you were from the TV, they'd freak out. Mm. So like yeah. there were certain ones you could get that were better than others. Maybe I should get like a basement one because it's always been a problem. Like reflective surfaces would interfere with them if it was like sitting on glass or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. There, there was a yeah. I've had I've heard from people who've had instances where it's they had a yeah had a hard time with the um, with aiming it and you'd have to like aim it at the wall for it to go to the sensor bar. So I don't know. I personally didn't have any problems with it, but but uh, I don't know. I mean, but I've also experienced like if you sit farther away from the TV, it's doesn't you have to kind of lean into it so it depends it depends on what your setup is you know yeah well right that that ir signal is only so strong yeah so if you're so if you have like a big tv and your couch is like pretty far back like it's gonna be it'll be a little weird like when you try to aim you'll have to kind of like you know lean forward until it registers you know makes sense i did want to mention that i got the uh, shovel knight amiibo i saw it i had to buy it Oh yeah, I got the Shovel Knight Amiibo also, and I got what was the last one I got? I just bought another one. I bought Jigglypuff. I found Jigglypuff because they just reissued that one at a uh, at Target. Oh, very nice. I guess all of the Pokemon have been reissued because of the Pokemon Twenty and all that. So you can find like you can actually find like um, Greninja and Lucario and and Charizard at a lot of places. So I went and got my got my Jigglypuff. So I have the full set now. I did see a. Uh... A, re- a resetti also. Actually, they had like fifty resettis. Yeah, the the Animal Crossing ones really aren't selling that well. So, probably because you know all you really have to use them with is Amiibo Festival, which I don't think anybody bought. So you know it's kind of like, eh. I mean, you can use them on Mario Maker, but you know, yeah, if you're really itching to have a resetti level, you know, which 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 you might want. I don't know. I think I'll probably get resetti eventually, but. There was only like two shovel knights, and then there was like I said fifty resettis. So I just bought the shovel knight. Yeah, he's pretty. He's pretty cool though. He's like the he's like the least angry version of Rossetti that I've seen. Cause his like eyes and teeth aren't out, you know. Yeah, hey, he's know. actually the really calm Rossetti. Yeah, is that um? You think that's you haven't you haven't heard what's coming out on the eShop tomorrow or anything? Have you? I saw in Europe they were getting like Pokemon Mystery Dungeon for DS, but I don't know. Is a lot of sometimes we hear stuff on Wednesday about what's coming out tomorrow. Have you seen anything yet, Jeremy? I haven't. I I was checking it out today. I didn't see any announcements. Sure. Cool. I just wanted to yeah, in case there was any new stuff that we forgot before we get back into the Fire Emblem stuff. But um, I think that's it. Probably right. Just the Pokemon Direct and the and Twilight Princess, pretty much around the corner. It Did was kind of had... cool that. Uh, Oddworld came out for the Wii U. I thought that was kind of cool. Oh yeah, yeah, that's totally cool. I remember playing that. That was like one of the first games I played for PlayStation One when I was in high school. So, 
I, I haven't gotten the Wii U version yet, but it looks cool. It really have does. You get, have you guys registered your uh, Nintendo accounts yet? You know that that just happened. I have. I have not so, yet. So you can uh, make sure and keep your same name from uh, from the Wii U or whatever. You know, you can uh, you can pre-register for Me Tomo also, which I did, so I can get a, <laughs> so I got a platinum coin to my Nintendo account. So far, I've gotten the same username on every single service I've ever tried, um, and I guess I should I should make sure I can t- continue that streak unbroken. So, sure, yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be uh, that hard to do it, but yeah, I mean, you can do it now, like just uh, pre-register. I know they're trying to get like a certain amount of numbers for it, and I think they might. So, beat the rush. There was, there was that that happened. Well, it was really <laughs> the, uh, it was really easy for me because uh, I was already using the Mario Maker app on my phone. And, uh, or not the app, but you know, I had logged into it. So, uh, it just like automatically logged me in and I just like clicked register and I was done. Nice. That's cool. Yeah, I just, I think I saw mine, I saw mine on the Facebook group, but, and I only use, I don't know, I, have you been using the Mario bookmarks a lot? Like the, the site? Uh, I'd say a couple of times a week at this point. Yeah, I just I use it when I see it on Facebook. If it looks like an interesting level, I'll like check it then, and then you know play it later. There was a really cool one that uh, someone had figured out how to do like a really simple addition, uh, like computer. So it was like a standstill level where you move around, but they had timed like bouncing shells to like knock out bricks t- to determine the number of like. It's kind of hard to explain, but essentially you choose two numbers and it adds them together. And when you get to the end of the level, it shows the number spelled out in bricks. Oh, weird. So like the, the so the level like changes depending on how you play it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's just a really simple like it's like numbers one through seven, and then yeah, it's like adding one through you pick one through seven, then you pick one through seven, and then it adds those two numbers and gives you a final product at the end. Or, yeah, just a, a really basic calculator using Mario physics. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. Though. It's pretty yeah. cool. Though. I tried it out. It was really cool. Sure. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know it could uh, do stuff like that. Well, someone figured it out. Yeah, it seems it seems pretty crazy. I remember that stuff happening with a uh, little big planet back in the day, but that has like systems that are clearly built expressly for that. I'm not even. I, I should look at that level because I'm not even sure how you would do that. Yeah, I was. Um, and I. I'm trying to remember if I actually beat that one before uh, Sacred Stones came out. I don't think I did. I think I played a fair bit of it, and then Sacred Stones came out, and that was the first one I beat. So, have you have you beaten that first one? Have you gone back to it and beat? Yeah, it? I went back to it eventually. Um, so I I did beat that eventually. Um, so yeah, I think the ones I haven't beaten, I haven't beaten uh, Radiant Dawn or Path of Radiance, and so far I haven't beaten Fates, but we're getting there. Oh sure. Are you planning on like playing like all three of them? I'm not sure at this point. Like, I am gonna have to see. Like, it seems totally possible from what little I played of Conquest that I'll just kind of lose steam with it. Um, I'm I'm sure I'll beat Birthright, and I guess I'll probably play through Revelations, but I might not bother playing through Conquest because it just doesn't seem very rewarding so far. Oh sure. One thing I, I was kind of leaning towards the Conquest one just because I like. Uh, it's more set up like that first Fire Emblem game that I played, like the Game Boy Advance one, mm-hmm. where there's not like um, there's not like a map where you can go and like grind. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in between, um, yeah, in, in and the mission the battles, design is also and I, really, uh, and it's kind of more strict, I would say. The way, what's that? I was saying, like, with the mission objectives and stuff, it's more, like, it pushes you a lot harder in some really interesting ways. Like, it's not, in Birthright, I think every fight I've done so far has been kill every enemy on the map. And yeah. Conquest is a lot more creative with the objectives. Yeah, I read that, that the that it has more variety to it. Mm-hmm. I've also read that Birthright is, like, the easiest version of it, of the three of them. That's probably true, yeah. Because well, because one the map and you can grind, and it's like there's not a lot of variations mm-hmm. to the levels, you know, which can be boring, I guess, if you look at it that way. But I just kind of like the idea because with Awakening, like I've, I kind of spent a lot of time grinding on that, and I sort of lost interest in the game because everything got really easy because of that. So that was sort of like kind of why, I, why I went away from it, and then I was trying to play through it again, like with Fates on the Horizon. Mm-hmm. And just recently got to the kid thing. I kind of, so I kind of wanted to return to the whole like map, you know, or the thing where you just have the just have the levels to to level up in, and not the map. Which I know like the GameCube one was like that too, and I really like that one. One thing yeah. I wish they they did in the GameCube one, which I wish they would do again, is the, the like whenever you beat a battle, you got this certain amount of experience points that you could distribute like to your characters while you're not fighting. So if you had like ones that were weaker that you were trying to get stronger, you could actually do that like in your home base. Yeah, it's a good little XP bank. Yeah, while you're in between levels, and you could like make your own swords and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. So, and yeah. I like that one. That was like the first one that had like um, that had like full motion video in it, you know, and that type of thing. Like where they put a lot more money into it. So it was, that was mm-hmm. part of what I what I liked about it. And the, and the characters were cool. Like Ike was like the first one that wasn't like royalty. You know, he wasn't like born into wealth and all that. He was actually just like a mercenary that kind of got. That just got caught up in some other shit, so I like the, yeah, I like the story side of it because it's kind of different. I feel like, uh, like yeah, one of the great things about that that XP bank system that it had was just like it's so often in Fire Emblem that it's like okay, you don't use this character for like three or four missions, and then it's just like they're so under leveled that you either have to grind to get them to where they can fight anything, or you can never use them again because they'll just die. Sure. The uh, one thing I read is like in the original and like the original Fire Emblem games, like you, the only way to get experience for like the healers was to get was to have them get attacked by other people. I <laughs> thought was pretty funny. <laughs> like yeah, you, you know, because you know, like in these ones, when you heal people, you get you get experience points for doing that. But mm-hmm. in that one, it's like you have to get you have to get so you have to basically go fight people and not get killed. You know, because you can't attack anybody, which I thought was ridiculous. But yeah, I'm. I did they just have to take like one hit in battle to show they were like involved, or did they have to? Was it equivalent to how much damage they took, how much experience they got? No, it said that you could still get experience if they do- if they dodged it and it was missed. They just had to get attacked to get oh, okay. a- to get experience. Which I remember was- one time in uh, Sacred Stones when I was trying to level up an archer, and uh, one of the units you get really early on in Sacred Stones, I don't know if you remember, is a uh, a paladin named Seth. I don't remember just, the names, but I did. I mean, I played. I played through. I mean, I didn't play that one as much as the one before it, but yeah, I did. I played through a good amount of it. Yeah, so he's. You get him right from the start, and he's already like a tier two, like super powerful unit. And I was trying to level up an archer, and I put Seth in a choke point where no one could get past him, and took away his weapons, and just had the archers stand behind him and just shoot them, and they couldn't kill him. So it's just like this un, unarmed like knight just standing in this oh, nice. like narrow tunnel getting punched over and over and and not caring and it's just like this game is this game's kind of weird 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never thought about doing anything like that. Like, I've read, like, strategy stuff where they... Because, like, most games you get, like, a person right off the bat that's, like, already leveled up and super strong. Like, mm-hmm. I've read strategy guys where they say, like, automatically take those guys out and not use them and, like, you know, build up your weaker dudes, like, from the beginning. Because if you rely on too much of them, like, towards the end, they'll, you know... Everybody won't be won't be as strong, but but if you use them with no weapons and just use them as a wall, then I never thought about doing that. That's like a better way to do it, I guess. What you were thinking? I'll have to try that out. It makes the whole thing kind of it, it makes it all kind of absurd and weird, but it is a good way to get levels if they can't get past them. So sure, yeah, no, I should try. So that I, out. I actually I actually was just playing that game today because uh, it's on a virtual console. I think I know the character you're talking about. Sacred like, Stones. Yeah, and I think I know the character Colin's talking about. He's just like a big oaf. He's just like, or maybe it's not an oaf, but he's just like, each hit takes like one damage away from him, or one or two from the enemies. Yeah, they know. Like I said, that most of them they normally give you like a couple guys off the bat that are that are at a higher class, just to kind of get help you get into it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could use them to to stop stuff or people. You know, there's there were a lot of levels. The first time I played through that first one where I would just use the overpowered ones to try to get through stuff. But then when I got to later later levels, my other guys that I needed weren't weren't up to snuff, you know. I was like the part of the reason I stopped playing that first one because uh one of like the side stories, there's this part where you have to kill this lady and she can like cast magic over like half of the map. And I needed like I needed like Pegasus knights that could make it through that that were had high resistance to damage and like None of them really had levels high enough to like really do much in that level, so mm. I had to kind of start over again and redo it, which I did on the virtual console. But what were you going to say? I was just going to say one of the things that they like it's technically an improvement that they made over the course of the series, but I kind of miss. Um, you remember on that that first Game Boy Fire Emblem, the, where there were no dodge animations, so like if an attack hit and you took no damage. Oh yeah, they it would just still, stand there. Yeah, it just pl- still played out like normal, and it was just it was kind of the best to see these people like run up and shove their you know like shove their sword through a person and then just no damage. It yeah, was, I kind of like that though because it looked yeah. like they were like that tough that it's like yeah whatever. Totally, <laughs> I kind of miss it. Yeah, because like especially like with the big knight guys, you know, and it would hit them and it'd just be like eh, you know, like don't they, care. They don't, they don't move. So it's just, yeah, that's what I got out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really dug I really dug that animation for that one. Do you um? Let me ask you. Like when you play through Fire Emblem, do you turn the animations off like at one point, like just to I, get through it quicker? Because I know I have before, that. but basically only when I like in the in the ones that allow you to do like random battles and stuff. I'll do it during the random battles, but during the actual story stuff, I never do. Oh, okay. Because I, I got to the point where for some of them, just because I was playing through one level like over and over and over again, I ended up cutting off the animations. But I was, but I was like completely against it. Like when I first started playing it, just because I like the the sprite, the sprite one so much, like from the Game Boy Advance. Actually, I tend to turn off the animations for uh, the like the dancers and and, and fates. There are singers, but like oh sure, the ones yeah. that let you get another turn because it's just that one drives me crazy. Yeah, but, you don't need to see it. Are yeah. you able? Are you able to like uh, alter the the like camera angles on the animations at all on the new one on fates? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can shift it around with the analog stick, and you can switch to first person. You have a lot of act- options, actually. So. Yeah, because I saw I saw footage of it where it looked like there was a first person type thing, or like a third person where it's like behind them, mm-hmm. which I haven't seen battles look like that before. So I thought that was pretty interesting. 
Yeah, the animation's pretty good on this. So. Oh sure. Yeah, no, the characters look really cool, and like I, I mean, I'm sure the cutscenes like are just look just as good as they did on uh, Awakening. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yeah, for sure. The uh, one thing I one thing I found that was pretty <laughs> that I thought was pretty interesting. You know the Satella view, right? I'm sure. I'm yeah. Sure, one of you guys have heard about it. Mm-hmm. There was a Fire Emblem game for that, like in '97. Really? For the Famicom, and uh, that was actually the first time that they used voice acting was on that in 1997. They had they had voices for the characters there, so you would so there were like four different um, four different episodes that you could play at a certain time through the television, which is uh, pretty cool. crazy. It's called the it's called the Archean War, and it was actually um, it was actually added to the uh, it was added as DLC for the um, for that second DS Fire Emblem game that didn't come out here, the Japanese oh. one. The uh, new mysteries of the emblem. It was it was added on that. Like the you could replay the stuff from the Satellaview, or so. I thought that was pretty cool. That that was the first time they had voiced them, like way back when. You know, man, a lot of that Satellaview stuff is just so fascinating because it's all so weird. Yeah, it's crazy that like that like the Super Nintendo like had a modem, you know, way mm-hmm. back then, and whereas like Nintendo was like so reluctant to. Uh, to, to use internet, but they already kind of had it going like a long time ago, but we never really knew about it <laughs> until later, you know, over here in the States. Yeah. The Fire Emblem 64 that I was talking about, the Binding Blade one, that was a 64 DD game, and that was like why it got canceled, because they oh. decided not to release the D, the disk drive over here. And I guess it wasn't it wasn't faring that well in Japan either, so. But uh, that would have been interesting to see, to see that, you know. I always wanted to see the, I always wanted to see the, uh, the Earthbound 64 disk drive stuff mm-hmm. see something come of that but i guess that kind of a lot of the story from that went to mother three like on game boy advance so yeah i uh as a, as a tremendous majora's mask fan i was always curious about how the 64 dd version of that would have turned out but oh sure wasn't the uh the master quest was dd right was yeah. yeah yeah i uh i just started playing I actually just started playing the master quest on the uh on the ocarina of time uh remake on 3ds mm-hmm which is pretty cool. Like it's and it's and it's like they made it a lot harder too. It's like hero mode, everything's flipped, and it's master quest. So hmm. I don't know. I hadn't played it in a while since the I hadn't played it since they re- had the GameCube disc that came as the Wind Waker pre-release. So I thought I'd just give it a go because I was kind of hyped for playing the HD Twilight Princess and all that. So for sure, pretty cool. If you have that, if you have that game and you've played through it, you should try the master quest version of it. It definitely really, should. Really, it's really tough. So is it the same in that enemies don't, or there's no hearts to pick up, or is no, it you just can actually, everyone you can actually, deals with it? You can actually pick up hearts in that version, which helps because nice. it's really, really hard. Because, <laughs> like I said, the damage has yeah. got to be like two times, four times, something like that, stronger. Yeah, so we talked about Sacred Stones. You you made it through that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that one had the map. I remember that. Yeah, I got, and I, I feel like any one that allows you to grind, like I'm a guy who played through the first Disgaea, and actually I played Disgaea two and three as well. But like I played through the Disgaea games, so like sure. I am, I am not, I am not that grind averse. And if you give me the opportunity in any of these Fire Emblems where you can grind, usually what ends up happening is by the last mission of the game, I have one unit who can clear it by themselves because they're so insanely overpowered. So yeah. that was. That was comical. Sure. Yeah, that's that's kind of like that's where it can where kind of where it can kind of get a little, little less fun, I guess, if you guys are like too overpowered. So like the sure. levels aren't as challenging. 
that's kind of why I wanted, why I preferred that to not be there, you know, mm-hmm. like for you to, for you to not be able to grind outside of the main, outside of the main game, you know, for sure. Grinding is fun though. I, I enjoy grinding myself. So I well, think that, that would be appealing for me. Sure. I mean, it helps if you're stuck on something. I just don't, you know, if you get to the point where everything's not, it's too easy. Like for me, it's kind of gets kind of boring. But there is work involved in making it easy, right? Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it changes the appeal, right? Like you know, it and sometimes and for you know, depending on the person, maybe it changes it to a kind of kind of appeal you're not into. But I think there's also something like it's not challenging anymore, but it can be kind of entertaining just to watch your one invincible god waltz through, you know, the you know the yeah. overlord's lair or whatever. So. New game plus, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> new game plus. Doesn't uh, doesn't like the first one like sort of have a new game plus? I know, like after you beat it, there's like a, there's, there's like you can play through Hector's version of it. Mm-hmm. But isn't there another? But isn't there another thing where you uh, where some of it changes the second there, time around? There might have been. I'm not sure. That's what I'm I read. Sure. Like I said, I've never beat it, but I but I heard that there were some where you can where you can do like the where you can create the class like. Uh, the character relationships where like you put them next to each other and talk to talk to them, they'll like have higher fighting ability and all that. Like I heard that mm-hmm. was in there to a point in the Game Boy Advance one, the hmm. first one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like um, it wasn't until Sacred Stones that I even realized it was in there because it might have happened a little bit in uh, in the Game Boy Advance one to me, but I feel like it just sort of like I didn't know what was triggering it because it wasn't explaining itself very well. Sure. From what I well, I was looking like from what I looked at like wikis and like walkthroughs for it, there was stuff that they said where you guys could talk to each other, and I couldn't do it yet. Like when I was doing it, and they're like, "Oh, well, you have to do it on the second time through." I'm like, "Oh, really? Wow." <laughs> so hopefully they change that for the later ones where you don't have to play it, play it like multiple times, like to get all the extra, you know, to get all the advantages to it. For sure. So you uh, you said you played Radiant Dawn, right? And you said you said that one was really was really tough. It's an yeah. It's like. I know it's tough to find. Like it's like even yeah. online, I think it's selling for, selling for like sixty bucks at least. Yeah, I had some trouble tracking it down, but also like I mean, you know, I'm not like I'm not like a king of Fire Emblem or anything, right? Like I'm not crazy good at it, but I have I've beaten a lot of them, right? And sure. I uh, on normal difficulty, the first mission, the tutorial mission, I lost. Oh wow! Yeah, I that's, was like, that's hard. God. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know, after after another try, I beat it, but like that, it's. It's brutal. Um, if you're one of those people who plays through the game being like, I'm not going to lose any characters, you either be, better be crazy good at Fire Emblem or you better not touch this game because you will go crazy. Is that, do you, I mean, are you okay with losing members when you play the, through the games? I tend to try and avoid it and, and Radiant Dawn kind of cured me of that because it's just like, well, if I, unless I want to play this mission like 60 times, that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's probably. I think that's probably why I haven't made it through any of them because I'm like, like every character is important. Like they must make it through the whole game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll end up playing levels like over and over and over again. And then Shadow Dragon, it was like there were characters you couldn't get unless you'd lost people. Yeah, and that was, just like that just forced me into this weird like like contradictory state where I was just confused and didn't know what to do. <laughs> sure. I remember there's a part like towards the beginning of it where they tell you that like, oh, you have to sacrifice this guy to go to this other part. And I'm like, really? Like, I've never done that. But there's a certain level like in the in the tutorial that's like, oh, yeah, sometimes you have to let people die to get to other things. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, I didn't I mean, I, I didn't play Shadow Dragon a whole lot, 
But um, yeah, that makes sense that they would use it later in that as well. Have you? Uh, I asked you. You haven't played like any of the. You, you didn't play any of the Shining Force games for Sega, uh, did you? No, no, I'm aware of them, but I haven't played yeah. them myself. I played like one of them. There's a couple of them on Virtual Console, and I bought one of them for uh, for Wii and played and played it, and it's pretty good. I mean, it's not. They don't have the. It doesn't have the permadeath and all that, but it's very similar to uh, Fire Emblem. Is that as far as I know? Like, do they are there any any other games that do that? Like the whole uh, where your guy like dies and then doesn't come back to life. I, I mean, that was like an interesting thing for the game. It's kind of like it's kind of a different thing, but I think there's a there's a decent argument to be made that the uh, that the new XCOM series on PC and you know PS3 360 do that. Um, oh sure, so, yeah, I played I played the first one because the new ones XCOM XCOM two is only PC now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, but, Enemy Unknown is is on console, so. Yeah, I played that with that one's that one's hard. You want to talk about a hard like uh, turn based thing? Yeah, and yeah, no you, and yeah, your your guys die, but they but they don't have like they don't have like full backstories and all that. So right, I feel like and it then, was as important to keep all of them, even though it can you can get really fucked if you don't, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't and keep I think, them all alive. I think the other comparison is uh, Banner Saga. I don't know if you played that. Um, it's a sort of a smaller um, indie game. No. I think I think it may have only come out on PC. I'm not positive of that, but it's sort of a um, like a Nordic fantasy game that's a, a, a you know also a Fire Emblem ish like tactics RPG kind of game. Sure. No, I haven't I haven't heard of it before, but I'll I'll look into it. Banner Saga, right? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I just checked. Um, it did eventually come out on PS4, Xbox One, and Vita. Oh, and iPhone. Didn't know that. Huh. Oh, okay. So it's fairly new. Did yeah. you Did you ever play what was it? A Phantom Brave on PS2. That was another like Fire Emblem type turn based thing. Yeah, I think it, it got a, it got a, it actually got a remake for Wii later, mm-hmm. which uh, I didn't, which I, I didn't pick it up. But yeah, but I remember looking at that and you know, be like, oh, that's yeah, that looks a lot like Fire Emblem. Yeah, it's um, it's by the Disgaea people. I I got it on a PSP, um, and they're like that. Those games don't have uh, permadeath, but they do have that sort of like almost more Final Fantasy Tactics style. Um, sure, kind of gameplay. Well, in, ta- in Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, there's like uh, there's like specific places that if you that if you fight there, your guys will die like forever. Mm-hmm. They're like towns where you get permadeath, but it's not like through the whole game. So I remember that. Yeah, and then in the original Tactics, anyone could if their bodies sat for long enough. I think like there was like a thing where it's like they died, and then there was a countdown to them dying forever. I think. Oh sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that too. It was in one of the tech. Did you play through Tactics Advance all the way? No, I uh, I lost steam on that one. Um, really? I don't know. I got pretty I got pretty frustrated. Like both both that. I mean, not as much as I did with uh, Tactics on you know PS One, where that game just gets brutally hard. Um, but yeah, Tactics Advance. I just I feel like the story didn't make me want to keep going. So yeah, the story was kind of weird. Yeah. It's like a bunch of like board like kids in a boarding school or something. Yeah. And like I, I was kind of like is like all oh, the different reasons that they don't want to leave. And then you get to the girl with red hair and she's like, No, my hair's naturally red here. I don't have to dye it, so I want to stay here forever. I'm like, that is the worst reason I've ever heard. <laughs> you want you want the world to be changed like you want the world to be transformed into a fantasy realm so you don't have to dye your hair. Okay. So that was uh, was that people from the Nor that wanted that? Oh, I was talking uh, <laughs> tactics advance. Oh, sure. I was I was like, are you talking to us? Yeah, I wasn't sure what was going on. 
So did you say you're almost done with Fates already? Uh, I can't tell. I'm I'm pretty far into it, I think. Um, maybe two-thirds of the way, I guess, probably. If you're liking it. Yeah, I'm liking it pretty well. I think I think ultimately Awakening is, is the better game, but Fates is pretty fun. So, and, you know, there's a lot of it, which is nice. I heard it's like it's supposed to be around like 30, 40 hours, I think, at least, right? Or some, mm. or more than that. I don't know. Well, I've got it open right here. Let me reset and see what my save's at. So, if maybe I'm not as far along as I thought I was. I don't know. Yeah, because they always seem to be longer than you think. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I thought I saw that it was like 25 chapters is what I thought. Um, that sounds and I right. am I am uh, 16 chapters in, and I am at 12 hours. So Sure. And you said you're not planning on getting the other versions of it? Uh, I already bought Conquest and poked at it a little. Um, and I guess, like, I... I'm gonna reserve judgment until I've beaten and see where I feel then. So, but uh, <clears throat> I remember when I saw the um the the like deluxe version that's mm-hmm. like eighty bucks. I always thought I thought that was like the best way to go for price wise. But it's cool that you get a discount, I guess, if you do because they want you to do the DLC way where you buy one for forty and then the other two are twenty each, so it ends up being the same price pretty much minus like the whatever the extra stuff were that they put in the in the uh, deluxe package. Yeah, I would have. I would have tried. I tried to get the deluxe one, but that pre-orders for that sold out pretty quick. Sure, I, I heard that they're reissuing their, those two, or Nintendo was gonna was gonna send more out oh. in hopes to get them to people. But then again, there'll be like the amiibos where you're just kind of going from one GameStop to another to try to find it. Yeah, Nintendo is is known for that, aren't they? Yeah, they are. <laughs> well, I mean, is there is there anything else that uh that you would like to say about Fire Emblem? I mean, we kind of went over like. There's like 15 games, but we kind of just like glossed mm-hmm. over most of them. I mean, some of the some of the Japanese ones, I just kind of mentioned stuff that I noticed was different. But mm-hmm. is there anything that we're forgetting on this? I mean, I guess just my closing thoughts on that is just like if you're new to the series, probably I would start with Awakening. Um, I feel like Awakenings are really like friendly entry point to the series, and I don't know if it's the best game in the series, but it's up there, and it's really modern and friendly. Um, but if you have played all of them and wondering if you should get Fates, then you should probably get Fates. Oh, so. yeah, definitely. I mean, I would recommend anybody to get Fates if you have it, you know, if you like those type of games. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like, uh, I'd like to I'd like to get it. But uh, my plan is that like, I have to I have to beat, like, one of the Fire Emblems before I get Fates. That's my plan here. <laughs> I have to finish one of them, at least. I'm going to try to plant, finish one of my three favorite ones, which that was, like, the first Game Boy Advance one, the GameCube one, and the... Uh, 3DS one are like my three favorites, so I'm going to try to get through one of those. It'd be nice if I got through all three of them, and then maybe I'll get Fates. But yeah, I would, that was kind of what I told myself, is that I have to actually finish one of these games before I get into another one. So that's where I'm at on it. But it looks cool. It looks very cool. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to get the Conquest one just just so it'll be the you know the way it was set up for, for the original Game Boy Advance one. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on it from you, Jeremy? Uh, I think I'm in the same boat as you. I think I'm going to try to play through Awakening, and that way I'm playing like the direct successor to Fates when I decide to play that one. Sure, you should try to you should try to beat the Game Boy Advance one too if you can, just because that one's really good. Like that's my personal favorite out of all of them. I think that's like my you number mean the, one. The and first Game Boy Advance one. Yeah, the Reco Reco No Ken that one. <laughs> Though yeah, the one on it's on Virtual Console. 
for the yeah. I've got both of the Game Boy Advance ones. Yeah, Sacred Stone, but not the Sacred Stone. Well, I think I'll probably do Awakening. I think that's going to be my path of radiance. Sure. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> that's the other one. Which that one is. I'm, oh, thank, thankfully I got uh, that's the GameCube one. Thankfully I got that one when it came out because I think that one's really hard to find. Also, I'm sure. Like it seems a lot of those, a lot of those games nowadays are getting pretty, getting up there. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if they'll. Uh... I don't know. I guess if they they would have done it before Fates came out, but I was wondering if they would re-release the uh, Wii one or the GameCube one on a virtual console. But the Wii one, I would put, I would expect that one to come out sooner than the GameCube one because they haven't done, they haven't re-released any GameCube stuff. Yeah, that's true. At all, the virtual console. But maybe the Wii one. I mean, it would be nice, but you know, they're weird about their virtual console releases. So, like, what you think would come out isn't really what comes out. So. Yeah, Strange. I guess, you know, maybe they're thinking, like, oh, it didn't sell very many copies. But also, like, you didn't make very many copies. They can only buy what's there. <laughs> well, you can sell more. You know, I, I, yeah, I don't understand. Like, I always, I've mentioned it before on the podcast, but I always feel like, you know, there's a lot of hype for Fire Emblem. Like, maybe you should release some more, some more virtual console stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, I missed the time in GameCube time where it was like, uh, you know, where, like, you reserve Wind Waker and you got a copy of Ocarina of Time and Master Quest, like, to play while you're waiting because you're in a Zelda, you know, you're in this, like, Zelda fever. You want to play that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they do that. I feel like they'd make more money. Like I said, if they would have released Xenoblade Chronicles, like, the regular one for Wii while we're waiting for the Wii U one, I would have bought it. A lot of people would have bought it and played it. Especially, like, how, like, hard that it. one was to find, too, you know? Yeah. And how it was so. actually a better game than Xenoblade Chronicles X. Well. Controversial opinion. Don't well, have to agree. There's there's different parts that are better as sure. what is what I is what I say, like the story's better yes on the old one but I think the I think the uh, I think some of the missions work better on the Wii U one and I like the combat a little bit better also but it's just you know give or take like there's different parts that people like better than others but I think they're both good games. I just in that in that Wii one one of the characters was a person who had a sniper rifle and she could heal you by shooting you in the head with your her sniper rifle and that was yep. pretty awesome. <laughs> Yep, she did. Yeah, that was pretty funny. All Let right, us well, download it. I want to get shot with healing bullets. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if you got a gun and you got to heal somebody, it's that's the only way to do it, is to cap them with a healing bullet. So, you know. Anyway, uh, Colin, thank you for joining us. Um, which and your, what's your uh, website again and podcast? Uh, we're uh, scanlandmedia.com. Um, it's me and uh, a couple of other guys on there. And, uh, yeah, if you want to check out my uh, my podcast, it's uh, Scanlane Presents on iTunes. And I also do a Dota one. But I don't think there's a lot of overlap in the, the Nintendo and Dota <laughs> markets. Uh, sure. I don't know. I don't know who listens to our, our well, past, it's, podcast. Well, it's Bottle so. Crow if you want to check that one out, I guess. But uh, it's <laughs> so been a might, pleasure maybe, being on yeah. here. So maybe some of them might, might play Dota. Who knows? I mean, they might play everything. Anyway, yeah, thanks for joining us, and uh, I think I uh, think that think that's it. Then we'll we'll sign out. We'll see you. Uh, you know, we'll talk to you again once the Pokemon Direct comes around. See what comes with that, and uh, you know, catch you next week. <laughs>